Let's read together Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 through 24. Now, in these verses, we have the continuation of Joshua's farewell address to the 12 tribes of Israel. Joshua 24, beginning at verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served, which were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, including the Amorites, who dwelt in the land. We also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done you good. And the people said to Joshua, No, but we will serve the Lord. So Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord for yourselves to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now therefore, he said, Put away the foreign gods which are among you and incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord our God we will serve, and his voice we will obey. Let's begin this section of Joshua 24 with some background notes. Joshua chapter 24 is Joshua's farewell address to all of Israel who were gathered together before the Lord at Shechem. Shechem was located in the central part of the land of Canaan. Look back at verse 1 once again. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. The purpose of this farewell address was not only to say goodbye to the people as Joshua retired from public life, but it was also to have the people renew their covenant with the Lord once again. Now, a number of commentaries on the book of Joshua point out that Joshua 24 is in the typical form of an ancient treaty between a king and his vassals. In this case, a covenant treaty between the Lord as king and the people as his servants. The structure of the treaty would be as follows. In verses 1 and 2, we have what's known as the preamble to the treaty, where the parties making the covenant are given, in this case, the Lord and the children of Israel. And then in verses 2 through 13, we have the historical prologue, where a listing of what the king has done for his servants in the past is given. And then in verses 14 through 24, the stipulations of the covenant are given. And then finally, in verses 25 through 28, there is the writing and depositing of the agreement. So Joshua chapter 24, 1 through 28, is structured like an ancient covenant treaty. Of course, we know it is more than a covenant treaty. It's the word of God. It was the word of God then. It's the word of God to us today. The end of verse 15 
is one of the most well-known and memorized statements in the Bible. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What a great testimony by Joshua. Joshua would be at least a grandfather at this stage, probably a great-grandfather. So his house, you see, would include quite an extended family. You know, it would be hard for Joshua to make this statement if part of his family wasn't following the Lord. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What a wonderful blessing it is in the golden years of your life to be able to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let me say this to you men this morning. When you're a grandfather, what would you rather be? A billionaire leaving lots of money to your family members who are not following the Lord? Or a patriarch leaving a godly heritage to your children and grandchildren who all love the Lord? Well, I hope the answer is obvious to everyone here, right? What a blessing it is in the golden years of your life to be able to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Well, so much for our background. Let's move now to our doctrinal teaching points for this section of Joshua 24. Doctrinal teaching point number one. Faithful believers cannot serve two masters. Faithful believers cannot serve two masters. In verse 19, Joshua said to the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. In other words, you cannot serve the Lord as long as you have foreign gods among you. Only if the people got rid of these foreign gods could they serve the Lord. Look back at verse 14. Put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And verse 23. Put away the foreign gods which are among you and incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. Apparently, the children of Israel still had in their possession idols and cult objects that they had brought along with them from Egypt, and some they had collected in the land of Canaan since the conquest. So now we see the occasion of Joshua's well-known statement there in verse 15. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river, that is the river Euphrates, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In other words, Joshua is saying, you can't serve the Lord if you're going to continue to carry around these foreign gods and cult objects. Make up your mind as to which set of gods you're going to follow. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So Israel... If you want to serve the Lord, you've got to get rid of these foreign gods. You cannot serve God and gods at the same time. Faithful believers cannot serve two masters. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 6, 24, well-known scripture, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Matthew 6, 24. The particular other master the Lord had in mind here was money. That's what the word mammon means. Let me ask you this morning. Do you believe the Lord at this point? A lot of Christians don't. There are Christians who really think that they can serve God and also try to get rich at the same time. 
Know what the Lord says to that? Impossible. Cannot be done. Now notice I didn't say a faithful Christian can't be rich or that God may not make a faithful Christian rich. I kind of wish the Lord would test me in this area. <laughs> but the point is this. If you try to get rich, then you're serving two masters. Money will become a god to you just as the idols of Egypt and Canaan became gods to Israel. If trying to get rich is anywhere on your priority list, even low, watch out, be warned. It will work itself up until it becomes a god. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 9 says, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare. Notice, it doesn't say may fall into a temptation and a snare, will fall into a temptation and a snare. You cannot serve God and money. Now, money is obviously not the only God that Christians can begin to serve, but it's a big one. Remember, faithful believers cannot serve two masters. And doctrinal or teaching point number two, faithful believers cannot lead two lives. Faithful believers cannot lead two lives. Several times in this passage, the people respond to Joshua's challenge with, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. So Joshua says to the people in verses 22 and 23, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord for yourselves to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. Now, therefore, he said, put away the foreign gods which are among you and incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. You know, Joshua would say this same thing if he were addressing our nation today or even any church today. I mean, think of our nation. We still witness to in God we trust. We still witness one nation under God. Well, basically what Joshua is saying is if you really mean it, if you're witnessing to that, then let your life prove it. In other words, if you're going to serve the Lord, you've got to put away the foreign gods and not lead to lies. Prove what you say by what you do. You know, about 500 years before this time, in this very place, Shechem, Jacob had challenged his household and servants to do the same thing. Put away your foreign gods. Genesis chapter 35, verses 2 through 4. So now here at Shechem once again, the people are challenged to put away their foreign gods and not lead to lies. Now we assume that the people followed through with this verbal commitment and did put away their foreign gods, maybe buried them in the same place as Shechem as they had buried the cult objects 500 years before. Do you see the lesson for us? Maybe some of us need to bury some idols and stop living two lives. Remember, idols are anything that take away from God being number one. Are you living two lives because of some idols in your life right now? Are folks seeing the real you this Sunday morning, or is there another life you live? What choices do you make when no one is watching? No one will know. That's the real test of character. What cable TV channels do you check out when you're channel surfing alone? Maybe some of us need to put away a few foreign gods. Faithful believers cannot lead two lives. Practical application. You must surrender before you serve. You must surrender before you serve. 
What was the difference between Joshua's statement in verse 15, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, and the people's statement in verse 24? We will serve the Lord our God, and his voice we will obey. The key difference was that Joshua had surrendered his life to the Lord, and the people hadn't. Oh, sure, the people put away their foreign gods and buried their cult objects and had some revival in their lives. And they did serve the Lord for a while, but it was short-lived. It wasn't long before the people went back to their old ways and picked up with the foreign gods once again. Read the book of Judges in this connection. Why? Because they had never really surrendered their lives to the Lord as Joshua had. You must surrender before you can serve. Let me ask you this morning, have you surrendered your life to the Lord? Or are you just going through the motions? I'm not talking about becoming a Christian. I'm talking about being a Christian. Romans 12, 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Have you come to that place in your Christian life? where you have surrendered yourself to serve the Lord in whatever way he chooses? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but not every Christian has come to that place. It's not automatic. You've got to do it. Have you come to the place where you have presented yourself before the Lord? You've surrendered your life. You must surrender before you can serve. 